When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Josh, and uh, before we jump into this uh, very serious, in-depth, and thoughtful conversation with the gentleman from The Dollop, I just want to announce that Joe and I are going to be doing our first Movies That Made Me Live show this coming weekend, September 16th at 4 o'clock at Monster Palooza at the Marriott Burbank Hotel in lovely downtown Burbank. If you're already there, we'd love to see you. If you're... Uh, still trying to make up your mind about Monster Palooza. Hopefully this will push you over the edge. Buy your tickets. Uh, we'll have a very special Monster Palooza themed guest, and we'll be having a very special Monster Palooza themed conversation. We hope you can join us. And as long as I'm here, let me just take a moment and thank you all for your incredible support of the show. The Movies That Made Me is obviously a real labor of love uh, for all of us, and we really, really, really thank you for coming on this journey with us. We hope you will stay with us. We hope, if you haven't already, you will subscribe, you will tell your friends, you will write lovely comments uh, on our page on iTunes or uh, any of the other sites where you uh, download the show. Or hell, criticize us. We're, we're up for it. We're adults. We can handle it. Anyway, thank you, and here are Dave and Gareth from The Dollop. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so Joe, Joe sends his apologies and his appreciation. Where Dave. is he? Uh, I don't know. Where is he? It's a Sunday. What's he doing? He's climbing uh, Himalayas. Oof. It's close. I don't know. Have it's us possible. on a podcast or climb the Himalayas. He's very, very grateful that you're here, just not grateful enough to come. Right. Your person. I understand. Well, that's uh, like most Dave's people. met him. Dave, Dave's the one who talked him into doing a podcast. I did. Oh. It did. Wow. So, we had, um, I, I guessed it on uh, uh, a thing called Pure Cinema. Okay. I mean, I knew this. I'd come and watch you clowns do stuff. And like, it's like, it's just, it's, you yeah. just need two mics. Yeah. Don't even need a turntable, right? <laughs> no, you don't. Not anymore. And, and I was like, Joe, why don't you have a podcast? And and I guess he had been getting advice from the wrong people because they were like, well, we got to find a radio station that will host. <laughs> oh, and my all this. God. And I thought, wait, let we're me. We're talking to Jack FM. And then, yeah, I don't, it was this whole, I mean, someone had just fed him all this stuff. Yeah. And I said, well, you got to meet my friend uh, Dave who will. Come in and uh, and he took him into the and they sat down for five minutes. And said, well, actually, here's how it works. Like any idiot can do it. And Joe went, huh? And the next day, Joe sent me an email and said, uh, "Your friend, your friend convinced me that any idiot can do it. So um, you're <laughs> you're gonna true. you're gonna host the trailers from Hell podcast. Basically, ah, was it? Cause that's I, great. Because I'm the idiot who set it up. But uh, are we? Uh, we're good. That's yeah, everyone, great. Everyone sound all right. Um, uh, Hi, I'm Josh Olson, and you're listening to The Movies That Made Me, the official podcast of Trailers From Hell. This week with 
some very, very special guests. Mm. Um, very special guests. Uh, these guys run up uh, up and coming, scrappy little podcast that <laughs> I like to listen to, and I hope after you've heard uh, our show that maybe you'll give them a shot. Um, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds from a uh, little thing called the Dollop. Um, Hello. Hi. Hello. Hey. Hi. Uh, I'm Dave. The, the Dollop is. Uh, I actually haven't listened to it, but I understand it's yeah. a. It's I have a history. Either. It's a history thing. It's something like that. What is it, Dave? Why don't you tell people? Because I'm dying to hear it. It's an American history podcast. Each week, I restore to you. Oh boy, you're clicking in like a robot from American history, and you haven't heard it, and then you make. And he doesn't funnies. know what the topic is. He doesn't know. He has no idea what the topic, topic is. is. He doesn't, he doesn't know, the know what the topic is about. That's right, Josh. He doesn't know what the topic uh, is. You're absolutely right, Josh. Well, you, um, did you? They you also notice, don't know English. <laughs> you know that I changed it once, and then he yelled at me. Did you hear that? I, I know because <laughs> I, I explained. I'm I'm a, a writer of some note. Um, my mother and my stepmother are both English teachers. I'm nominated. I'm, I was I'm nominated. reasonable for Writers Guild Award. <laughs> in, in TV. I, I, I got one of those. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we got and, those. Uh, that's TV, too. They don't, uh, they don't yeah. do grammar. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so anyway, uh, for, for the f- – who's listening to this who doesn't know what the dollop is? Um, it is a, uh American history podcast that is absolutely hilarious. Um, Dave uh, researches the hell out of a topic every week for American history – and uh, then reads it uh, to Gareth. He teaches me. And uh, they they just sort of uh, discuss it. It's absolutely hilarious. Here's the thing. Um, I I don't have time to listen to... I'm a writer. I have to listen to music. I can't right. listen to podcasts. So I'm a huge fan of the show, which in my world means I've listened to 30% of the things. Because they've yeah. done... You did your 300th a couple months ago. Yeah, we're up to three, almost 320 now. I mean, I love my wife and I love when we go for a ride because we listen to, like, we pick a bunch of dollops. I've stopped picking subjects that sound interesting because now I realize picking the ones that don't sound interesting is even better. Uh, although they did do a two-part one. Their 300th episode was Donald Trump. It is epic. It is well worth listening to. The thing that I love about the show, aside from the fact that it's hilarious, and then we'll stop talking about you, is... Every time they've done a subject that I know really well, and they've done a bunch of stories from Philadelphia, including Frank Rizzo, who was the mayor when I grew up, and the story of the MOVE conflagration. I grew up one block away from MOVE, in uh, where they were first based in West Philadelphia. I know some of the people you're talking about in those things. (laughs) I was there when the shootout happened, when the firebomb was dropped. And in both those cases, every time you've done stuff I know about, I find out at least five things I did not know about these stories. Um, The depth of research is amazing. And the show is absolutely hilarious. And seriously, if you're one of the eight people who listens to our show and hasn't heard of the dollop, <laughs> listen to the dollop. Um, you you won't be sorry. Uh, but they do. They don't understand grammar. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a problem. Kelsey, the Kelsey one we do. It's uh, and and Dave has a hard time with words. I know. Oh uh, yeah, pronunciation. Uh, is this an intervention? I'm terrible. I'm terrible with pronunciation. <laughs> I always have been. It's because I I I Hate re- other I, I, because I read words. And uh, and then my brain tries to translate them without actually uh, going and and finding out the correct pronunciation. Well, what's that, when you first work. got to LA? What was you know that big street that goes uh, north and south over on the west side that kind of runs parallel to the four hundred five? Sepulveda, right? Exactly. Sepulveda. Okay, I never Sepulveda. did that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I had a hell of a oh, okay. Coenga took me probably nine years. Really? I think I, I think I just started getting Coenga right like last March. I get I get Spanish pronunciations very easily because I grew up here. Um, it's just when we get to other stuff, I you want to take right? La Chienega over to Sepulveda. <laughs> You're gonna get Coenga. Whenever he does Philadelphia, he just mangles Squirrel, oh, yeah. which is crazy. That's <laughs> the best. Well, that's my favorite. Some of them I do because school kill. Yeah, school kill. 
You, if you look up the correct pronunciation, it says this is how you pronounce it, and there are other other places in the world that pronounce it this way. The only place that pronounces it differently is the one near Philadelphia. So I just go, oh fuck it, they're doing it wrong. <laughs> there is a rebel in Dave. I also know it drives people crazy, and that's kind of fun because I think that language should be a little more malleable and have fun with it. Well, and that's what the point of your show is about. So <laughs> true, absolutely. But the point of our show is about movies. Um, the theory being that everybody loves movies. Yes. You would hope. Well, yeah, most, and, most people uh, do. we like to throw out kind of topics that somehow either tie in with our guests or radically do not tie in with our mm. guests. Uh, in this case, it felt like the obvious thing to do was ask you guys to talk about movies that are based on history. Oh, I thought it was going to be on grammar. Uh, <laughs> Dude, where's my car? Is not is not a statement. Best Actually, grammatical films. <laughs> Gareth is going to discuss his favorite five favorite Kelsey Grammer films. Okay, uh, and believe me, they're also the five films that I've seen of Kelsey Grammer's. It's shockingly the my, same. My life. wife had, are there my, five Kelsey? My Grammers? wife had Frasier on the other day, and I was just staring oh, at Dave, how bad it is. Dave, I love her. I could move on. I love her. God, but come on. Frazier. How did I work in TV ever? I've, I've never seen the show. It's so... Just watch 10 minutes of it. You're it's like, the one oh he's, it's about a guy who used to hang out at a bar. Right? Yeah. yeah. And now he's a psychologist on the I radio. I one time had to be a wizard at a kid's party for the cast of Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to get to your list in a minute, but how did that go? It was insane. It really was. They were all there. I, it was at the uh, Eng- English uh, lady's house. Her name was Daphne on the show, I think. And... Uh, and Stephen Weber was there, and I was just walking around like, oh, you know, you know, just like saying crazy stuff. And uh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Got my money and left. And then did Stephen <laughs> Weber's kid's birthday party off of that. And oh, he was a hell of see, a guy. I was a garbage birthday. man for that one. Anyway, Josh, movies. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, so was John Mahoney there? John Mahoney was not there. No. I, I only just found out. His I mean, 40-year-old kids were there. He's British. <laughs> Is he? I just found well, out. Well, didn't he just he die? He was British. Yeah, he did. Yeah. They, he did. They like to do that in England a lot. Reveal at die? the death. Oh, find die out. Die and then do the reveal. Exactly. Yeah, and no, by he the actually, way, Mahoney has... wasn't yours. He was ours, you fools. <laughs> the, the, the entire cast on the wire is the one that <laughs> yeah, I know, I know yeah. the whole cast. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, John Mahoney did just pass away. Uh, for folks who are listening to the show, uh, we we you just found did out. an episode a while, a while ago that will have dropped a couple of weeks before this one in which virtually every single person we talked about um, has died since, oh, since we recorded the episode. I think we uh, we did five minutes on Hugh Hefner uh, and what oh. his sex life must be like. And then he died. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm still trying to figure out. A podcast. I don't it's know. Like if I, I want to cut something in between every time one of those characters comes up. Should we just play a little funeral music under their name? <laughs> or We have to do a disclaimer to know. Yeah, that. Yeah, you could, you yeah. could just go womp, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, so I'm I'm hoping they uh, uh, went along with it. The dollop guys are here to discuss. Uh, theoretically, their ten favorite uh, movies based on history. They've got lists, I assume, or do you just have them memorized? Did you bring your list? I left I left it in my car. No, yeah, I have. <laughs> uh, and I don't know why. Why don't we go? Why don't we? Who I don't care who goes so, first. Well, so we didn't over. talk to Basically, we didn't talk I, to each other about these. That, no. That's a good thing. So so Dave does not know what Gareth's list is going to be yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that was painful. So mad. Felt good though, didn't it, Josh? No. Come to he, the dark side. He doesn't know that the more he does that, the more we do it. Yeah. Like it just means we don't ever. No, that's stop. Right. there's no stopping you. I yeah. realize that this is my chance to get back. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't bother us. We just shake, shrug our shoulders, and move on. 
Yeah, we shrug those shoulders. Why don't we? At you. Okay, so it's like the new biting we'll your thumb. Start, I mean, you know, unless you guys just want to read them off in five minutes and then we can all no, go let's home. talk about them. But I like to, no. I why, think, why don't we start with Gareth? Gareth, give yeah, us your like your number. Now, do you want five. these in an order of we like to randomness, build. or you want to or build? Random, okay, whatever. You know, all right. Well, let's build then. I'm gonna start with your least favorite favorite. I'm gonna start with my least favorite favorite, and this might seem like a weird one, but it's a miracle. Want to hear an amazing story? Back in 1960, Coach Brooks was on the Olympic hockey team. But a week before the games, his coach cuts him and sends him home. And that team went on to win the gold medal without him. Herb Brooks had given up his dream of Olympic glory until 20 ordinary kids. Why'd you want to play hockey? Isn't it obvious? For the girls? Gave him a second chance. The Soviets win. My goal is to beat them at their own game. Beat the best team in the world. Gold medalist in 64, 68, 72, 76. Uh, Kurt Russell, oh, uh, where that, he coaches is that a baseball thing. No, but that no, is actually hockey. that is actually a a very good movie from a psychological standpoint. Yeah, yeah, it really it is. is. It, it's like he has no idea what it is because it's about sports. Yeah, no, you mean no, no? Hockey. I love sports movies. Well, and it's Kurt Have Russell. You ever seen Russell? It's really good. I don't think it's that's, about, that's the US, about the horse. It's about the no. U.S. men's hockey team that beat the, Russian the Russian team in uh, 1980. Which was an insane upset because they, they were all they, these royal They lost monsters. to them 10-3 uh, like in qualifiers. Yeah. And the idea that they would ever beat the Russians was insane. It was insane. Yeah. It was like impossible to fathom. And, uh, and then they beat them and their coach was uh, that guy Herb Brooks, I think is his name. Yeah. Something like that. And Kurt Russell. But, uh, yeah, it's not it, actually history. That's sports. Which no, it's, cares about. Well, it's it based around the history. It's a, that's just, Russia against America? <laughs> oh, Josh, history. come on. What level is this one not working on? We just watched uh, uh, Icarus, the documentary. Uh-huh. Not, yes, Icarus, the documentary just got nominated, I which is all it. about doping in Russia. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm sitting there watching my wife, and they're they're doing this thing about how the Russian team was being pulled out of the whatever 20, 2016 Olympics, and yeah, I'm sitting, I'm going to my wife. I go, did this happen? I go, I've never heard any of this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you the name of that. They kept referring to the town where the Olympics were being held. I was like, I've never heard of that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, it's well, weird. that's that's yeah. how far sports sink into my. Yeah. but well, I like is, sports that is movies. Me with history, I yeah. love sports movies. <laughs> that's me with history. Yeah, I, I get um, you, maybe. Well, this, well, this is a this is a great sports movie because he's got this team of guys that there's no way they can win, and so he makes the team hate him. And so they bond really fast in their hatred of him, and that is kind of the thing that spurs them on to win. Yeah, to he's like together. God. Yeah, there's this scene where he says again, probably forty five times. Like you could almost, it's almost like a joke that stops being funny and then is hilarious. Like he's like again, and they have to run like skate a suicide again, skate a suicide again. <laughs> They're just like, Argh! yeah, and they want, they all want to kill him, and and yeah, it's very interesting. It's a, uh, you know, and and then they go on to win. And then they win. Yeah, yes, they win. but, well, they didn't but win. it they was just really hard that. to believe at the time, Josh. They just won that game. They didn't win the gold. No. From, and by right. the way, directed, directed by was, Gavin O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, directed Warrior. But it's yeah. like it's like Absolutely Rocky won. in the sense that they don't win the gold medal. Right. They just beat, they beat a Russia. team. Yeah. So, no, they yeah. lose in the, uh, the but They go the distance. They go, we go far enough. Yeah. Silver lining. Silver lining. I see Rocky, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Mostly, so, probably because I'm from Philadelphia, but... I think no, it's pronounced Philadelphia. A lot of the, a lot of that's the time period, and, yeah. and, and you know that was a, that was a great movie. That's, that's not from Philadelphia. I don't yeah. care about Philadelphia. I, love I got it. I got a lot of 
heat uh, many years ago. I did an interview in Philadelphia Magazine. Back when I was doing the whole oh, boy. Oscars round. And I, so I was happy to do it, but I made the mistake of saying publicly something I had always said privately and realizing there's nobody. I, I said, uh, I love Philadelphia. It's the kind of town. Uh, it's the only place that would build a statue to a guy who lost a fight. <laughs> Uh, and, and they got upset about people that? People were upset about that. <laughs> you got to be careful. You can't. Yeah. I kind of love that about my home team. Yeah, I, I mean, like, that... Apparently, my football team just had a big game. Drawing? Yes. And uh, Jeez, I, I'm glad on, they Josh. won. But, they you won. know, if they lost, that would have been kind of better because we're scrappy losers. But um, I also think a, well, lot of, a lot of people don't remember that Rocky lost that fight. In their minds, he wins that fight. Have we told, there was, there was, who was the guy? It was Car- Bob Carey. Did Bob Carey run for president? Is that a person? Um, Bob Carey's a guy. I don't know if he ran for president. I think, I think he was yeah, years Because there, there, there was a Carey who wasn't John, who ran for Democratic president during yeah. the oh, primaries. Yeah. And I remember seeing him on TV, and they played the theme for Rocky whenever he came out to speak. <laughs> and they, during the interview, someone said, oh, is that like your favorite? He goes, yeah, it's my favorite movie. And we play this theme because the story of Rocky is going to be the story of my campaign. I'm gonna come and I remember watching it going, like, I know how my favorite movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> so you are going to lose? Yeah. <laughs> Dramatically? Sorry, what's going on? What's your angle? Yeah. Let's go all the way to the finish line and then not get there. <laughs> not on, get there. Dig deep. Give me some money. Yeah. Give me some money. Uh, so, yeah, Miracle. Hopefully no more sports films. No, I'm kidding. I love sports films. He'll probably films. do more. He's a slap shot. Guy. Slap shot's one of my do some Packers. That's, that's a great history movie. That is a great history. <laughs> based on, kind of based on the Philadelphia hockey team. Well, let me just was. say one more thing the about bruises. when your team won the, the Super Bowl. There was a guy so happy that he ate Oh, I saw shit. him. The yeah. horseshit guy. Yeah, okay. Just want to make sure you know that is Man, that is really happy. Who needs to flip a car? Oh no, I didn't. I didn't watch the game. I did watch. Just, I watched all the videos. Though, the next I refer to that as the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the sport. Uh, the did sport. you see the horse guy done? Not done. Yeah, it's, it's it amazing. Yeah, you gotta look up just uh, uh, eagles horseshit eating. Yep. Uh, no, I, I think that's gonna take you right where you need to be, Don. <laughs> Someone should do a like a I don't know what do they call the anthology films where they do a bunch of different you know have a bunch of different directors and they're called uh, anthology films yeah and, uh, and the, but they someone should do about them about all the the worst sports fans in in Philadelphia and what they've done oh, over God, time because yeah. it's really remarkable yeah yeah an anthology or, or of those you stories. know if there was a podcast that did stuff about history I've never heard of it we did, we did do that but I'm talking about I can't imagine what it would be about yeah <laughs> that's actually almost correct. <laughs> um, so, Dave, have you got a historical film for us? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think you're not going to like my list, Josh, yeah. just based off I'm, how my I'm already film went. I'm okay. Already um, well, these are films that, you know, I was going, like most films, like I, Phantasm would be a movie that I'd say totally changed the way I look at films, right? In in a way, just because of the way that they, they did uh what does that have to do with history, Dave? But I'm saying when you talk about historical <laughs> films, the films might not be as, you know, ah, film I see films of historical import. I don't think they're often as good as the films that are based on fiction. And you know what I mean? Usually I think historical films suck is what right. I'm saying. I see. Right. So this is a very hard list to come up with because I went through tons and I'm just like, nah, I'm still trying to. Nah, and what nah, is nah, fant- I nah. love Phantasm. Hopefully yeah, we're going to have Don Coscarelli on soon. That but I'm be- saying uh, from a film perspective. Yes. I think you have a a different judgment system when you're looking at films that are are based on fiction. It's some someone yeah. made up from their mind, well, as opposed to a history film where you're trying to get it right, but you're also fudging stuff. And that's then, why biopics are often so bad. I like they really are. Like because you're just like, how do you encapsulate a life of a brilliant person yeah. in like two hours? And a lot of times you're like, yeah, no, I knew most of that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I hated Frost Nixon because of the fake the fake scene they put in there 
I loathed it. The, the blowjob scene? Yeah, when Nixon yeah. blows Frost. <laughs> That's Frost for you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Patton, though. Uh, no. Come on, Patton. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, some yeah, great yeah, ones. Yeah. Yeah. Lawrence, no, there's, there are some great ones for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed Wood. Well, Ed let's Wood, re- yeah. Is that going to be one of yours? It might be on the list. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, most of these are from when I was a kid. Comes up every episode, by God the way. Damn Does it, it really? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Damn it. Well, so most of these are from when I, uh, I was a kid that they basically affected the way I thought just, about the world. Start Silkwood. Don't get Silkwood. Yeah. Okay, sure. Like, so that's one of those movies. I'm young. I see this film, which, you know, Mike Nichols is great. Um, obviously, I've always been a huge fan of Cher. <laughs> but, but what does that mean? You're like, I just love Cher. Yeah. But oh, uh, I, we, we watched uh, Chastity together, I believe. Did we not? Oh, did we? In a hot tub she on played, the wide she the teenage runaway? I don't think I saw that. Oh, it's pretty great. Um, <laughs> it's pretty great. Well, no, she's a good, she's a great actress. But, um, uh, but the idea that a company could do that to a person, yeah. when you're that young and the first time you see it. It's mind-blowing, and it totally changes the way you look at sort of the country that you're living in. On November 13, 1974, Karen Silkwood, an employee at an Oklahoma nuclear facility, was on her way to meet with a reporter from the New York Times. She never got there. Karen Silkwood. Drew Stevens. So to me, Silkwood had a, a huge impact as far as how I looked at stuff. Did you even see it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I could listen to you pine for share all day. It's about a woman who works in a. Uh, I don't know what you call it a factory. Like what would you call it? But they're making plutonium. Oh, they're making yeah. plutonium pellets for uh, oh, for boy. nuclear reactors. Oh, and there's some shady shit going on. And there's some people stealing the pellets. And she basically tries to blow the whistle a little bit. And at one point, they poison her with um, oh, plutonium. God. That's like the uh, um, toxic woman at Riverside. Yeah, and then I think she's. <laughs> Yeah, and then I think she's going somewhere to testify or something, and, and uh, she has a mysterious car accident and dies. Oh, boy. So it seems, from all the evidence, like, yeah, they, no, they killed her. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's Cher, it, you know. And, and Cher is the plutonium pelleter? She's the... As I would like to call it? Yeah, she's okay. the plutonium, plutonium pelleter. She Thank makes you. plutonium pellets, and then apparently she uh, gets them all over her. <laughs> I don't Wait, Cher kills her? No, Cher, Cher gets, Cher's the one who gets poisoned by the pellets and like has to like scrub for three days until she's like raw and bloody. And then, oh, and then, okay. And then she's driving to testify or give some information. Wait, I thought, I thought Meryl Streep is a. In Silkwood? Yeah. No, that's Cher. Uh oh. Uh oh. To Google we go. <laughs> Wasn't it Cher? This is really going to be uh, embarrassing. This would be great. Uh, it would be hilarious. I feel like, I feel like Cher's. <laughs> This is this is where Joe's great to have because um, <laughs> he right away would just yeah yeah, yeah it's not well, instead it's not, he had to, something better to Cher, do Cher like you said before Dolly Pelliker oh she's um, Meryl Streep plays Karen shares her friend right shares her friend and it looks like Gerald Ford oh no Craig T Nelson Craig T Nelson isn't that a weird choice Craig T Nelson but okay now you look back and you go coach yeah yeah coach actually coach plays coach in Silkwood I don't I might not remember the whole film exactly but I know coach plays coach and let me tell you something about coach don't count Dobber out of Hollywood just yet gang. <laughs> I think we're going to see a strong second half from Dauber. Sports. I am. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll be, edit that reference. I feel like there used to be a lot more films like that back then. Sure. And I don't think they exist now. They're not getting um, made. They, they, they don't seem to be. Um, uh, it's funny. We just uh, trailers from Hell tie in. There's a uh, 
beautiful new British Blu-ray of Blue Collar that just came out from a company called Interceptor has been doing great releases. And um, you've seen Blue Collar. I'm sure the Paul Schrader film with Richard Pryor and yes. Jeff Cotto and uh, it's one of my favorite films, and I'm I'm thrilled that my my Trails from Hell commentary is actually on the Blu-ray. Oh, nice. oh wow, that's great! But there's a really nice commentary, or uh, like a ten minute um, kind of just thought piece for the, the director Keith Gordon, writer director Keith Gordon, uh, who I love, and he talks about you know being a certain age and seeing that film, and that film uh, explicitly states in a way that other movies just kind of danced around the way that um, you know the powerful elite sort of try to turn everybody against each other, the yeah. rich and the poor, the black and the white. And he said kind of the same thing you did, that it hit him at the right age where it right. just it just made him look at the world he lived in in a whole different way. Yeah, is, because you're being taught one thing in school, yeah. and then what's art for? Art's to tell you, well, yeah. something's different is going on than what you're being yeah. taught. So yeah. Silkwood's like one of the, at the, I don't know what age it was, 10 maybe, maybe a little bit older. No, I think it was like 82. So, uh, so I'm like 13. So it's like right. right at that moment where you're kind of figuring stuff out, and then you go, "Wait, what the fuck is this?" Right, and it just kind of blows your mind. Yeah. And I think it's the last Sonny and Cher movie they did together. Right? Yeah, it's the final uh, Sonny and Cher movie after that. It's uh, the only one divorced. of our plutonium that they did too. That is true. Yeah, I think after that she started. Uh, she finally started to uh, sing. Before that, she wasn't a singer. What? Okay. I'm pretty sure. I know history, guys. Just yeah, follow I mean, along. This the great thing is we edit these. <laughs> um, this is called an overshare. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> What's your next sports film? Okay. Um, <laughs> What's your next sports film? <laughs> Hoosiers. No. Uh, <laughs> Which is also supposed to be based on a real event, right? Yeah. Well, so it's Rocky. So it's Did you like Hoosiers, shot. the movie? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. inspired by. Yeah. All right. They, you know, they, I mean, they're yeah, pretty I'll, careful I'll it Really clearly, sports movies are why I don't like sports. Because why should I go to a baseball game in which there's a 99.9% chance nothing will happen when I can go to <laughs> eight men out and see an actual narrative yeah. where I have a rooting interest? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But a guy ate horse shit. A guy did Josh, eat which horse I feel shit. like you're forgetting. Right. But I, I you know what I did during the Super Bowl? I watched a movie. <laughs> and watch? then I got to see. What did you watch? Uh, Miracle? I, I don't remember. Probably a screener. Um, oh, okay. It's very funny whenever. Oh, no. I showed Tangerine to my wife. Oh, She oh, had wow. never seen it. She okay. loved it. And, and then I watched videos of a man eating horse shit. So. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you can get those in Germany. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gareth, what's next on your list? Braveheart. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Well, we didn't get dressed up or nothing. We can't beat an army. We can't! And we will! Would you be willing for one chance, just one chance, to tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! That's not a sports movie. No, it's not a sports movie. It's a history movie. Loosely. Loosely, yeah. But still, that was a a great... I Actually, when I told my buddy I was going to put that on my list for this, he was like, watch it again. It's not as good as you remember. (laughs) (laughs) But I think maybe like you, like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, shit. And it really inspired me to try to like... To join have a Scottish room. accent <laughs> more than anything ever, which is very because important. Because Mel Gibson made it very possible. I was like, yeah. well, he's a you know, who knows what he is now. I mean, he's anti-Semitic, but his accent-wise, I was like, that, it was inspiring on that element. But yeah, that that was and I think that like the way he makes the gore, like the way yeah. the impact of some of those hits, like when a hammer hits someone's head, like, I just was like, oh, you never fully saw that to completion before, the, you know what I mean? Like, I was never like, oh, I never saw, like, the head squish. Yeah, His movies fully. are very violent. Very, very, it's very, almost yeah. like he's trying to tell us something. 
<laughs> like he's in a prison. Yeah. <laughs> in his own body. Um, I yeah, it's. Uh, uh, yeah, you don't like it. Yeah. No, I I like it. It's funny because I I actually like a lot of Mel Gibson movies. Um, so do I. That uh, I love Apocalypto. Apocalypto. I still if seen I could it. put the oh my god, it's so fucking good. Really. It. I it's, think. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it also is like that is the one where you're like, oh yeah, he's out of his mind. I mean, when the, the like the anytime Mel Gibson's directing like a heart sacrifice, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Let's go. Let's see where this goes. I like what yeah. I hear. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't shy away from that stuff. No, leans in. Um, he's a leader yeah, in. Apocalypse is amazing. I so is Hacksaw Ridge, or if that is that what that was called. Hacksaw Ridge had some. You, what I liked about Hacksaw Ridge is it did that thing that all Hollywood movies did. It pretty much war films. Except it just did it so honestly, which is we're going to spend 45 minutes telling you that war is wrong. Yeah. And then we're going to spend an hour just reveling in the bloody yeah. carnage of yeah. it. Isn't it amazing? And what a hero. Watching like. these yeah. bad guys' heads explode. Yeah. Yeah. War is so much fun. He does. He, and then we go back to telling yeah. you. Yeah. I, th- I think the way he, you know, he directs those, the action, the violence, it, there is something special with Mel. It's, it's, it's actually. Riggs is good. I mean, if you do a war film, it should be. Horrifying. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you should be but, almost wanting to get sick in the theater because that's what it really is. But they don't do that; they sanitize it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but that's why we don't do war stories on the dollop because then you're sort of because those stories are all about great heroes of war. It's like well, well, then downside you're... to it is almost impossible to tell or show a war story that doesn't involve something. You, you, you end up ennobling it no matter what you do, even if you yeah. show it as totally futile. Yeah. It's like, well, it's true. noble futility. Yeah. It's just a. It's hard. Yeah. It's yeah. For sure. You don't walk right. out of a war movie going like, "War is wrong." You're like, "I could cut that guy's throat. Probably get away with it." There's a great speech in uh, Peter O'Toole gives a great speech in a stuntman about how a friend of his, a director, made his his uh, ultimate statement about war and its evils, and the weekend it opened uh, enlistment doubled in his hometown. Yeah. It's like that's they, yeah. they all seem to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to be somewhere. I I, I just made a big mistake. <laughs> What? Well, my kid has a baseball practice and all of his gear is in my car. Wow. <laughs> That'll be fun. I just got yelled at. It's okay. Can, you, be can you drive over here and get it? Uh, yeah, well, I don't think so. Um, uh, Josh doesn't like sports stories. So if you could change that I have a some Mel other equipment. Story. You do? I have yeah. a Mel Gibson Let's story go. too. I can tell mine. In, okay. What is it? Mine's not mine can be told. Okay. Uh, Did you several, take his baseball years equipment? Ago. No, I was a huge fan of the film Payback. I thought it was uh, fantastic. Sure. And yeah, yeah. And um, uh, this was before sort of all the stuff happened. And I got the you word from when he went on his uh, anti-Jew tirade. He had a bad time. His, his yeah. titty anti-Semitic. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I got a, I got the word from my agents that Mel was looking to do um, basically a sequel to Payback and wanted to meet. OK. Yeah. All right. Like. I'm in. And um, I his office was in Santa Monica. I live in Hollywood. I had. 101 degree fever and I was just like I can't I can't go and they said well he's leaving the country for a couple of months after tomorrow and he really wants to no. talk to you now you better get down there I went, oh, geez. and it was a two o'clock meeting which if you're not in the business uh, let me no. explain to you how strange a two o'clock meeting is I've had one in my entire 30 some years in the business Nobody meets at 2 o'clock. You meet at 2.30 because everybody's lunch goes for an hour and a half. So right. all I know is I'm going to drive all the way to Santa Monica, sit in Mel Gibson's office for half an hour while he gets back from lunch and then probably die in a meeting. Right. I walk in. The office is empty. It's two minutes to two. At 2 o'clock on the dot, Mel Gibson walks out of his office. He's the only person there. Everyone else is gone. I, I don't know what he's – and he walks out and he goes, so you've got, a, you've got the flu. I go, yeah, and he takes a little thing out and he 
puts some drops in his hand, rubs them together, sticks them on her nose, goes, inhale. I inhale. It's like fire goes through my nose. He goes, here, hold out your tongue. I hold out my tongue. He gives me a little drop of something else. It's like inhaling lava. He goes, wait for it. Wait for it. Now breathe in. I go, and he had cured my flu. No what the way. fuck is what? that? It was it was some kind of uh I mean it was all spices. Yeah, and, you know, people, crazy. people don't realize he's a medicine man. And <laughs> and then we sat down and we talked for 90 minutes about great 70s caper films. Oh yeah. That was pretty much it. You know, taking Apollo one, two, three, and Charlie Varick, and um he'd be a great guest on this show. Um, That's great. Is all I'm saying. Uh anyway, that was a lot That's of fun. amazing. Yeah, no, it was wow. It was, and then sort of everything kind of went south, and uh, who we cares? We did not get to. Yeah, yeah, but oh yeah, well yeah. I but mean, he, he cured. Made, he cured yeah. my flu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've always had a problem with the Jewish people since that interaction. I don't know what we're in those. <laughs> yeah, it's rough because my Weird. wife's Jewish, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's awkward. I can't, I can't really talk to her anymore. Honey, <laughs> you're doing it again. <laughs> Stop killing Christ. <laughs> Stop killing Christ. Dave, number four on your list Dave, is Go passion. Now. The Passion. Yes. Hey, Dave. Um, Sequel's coming. I know. Yeah, Caviezel's in. It's got to be <laughs> weird to put that toga back on, huh? Or whatever the fuck he's wearing. <laughs> I mean, I guess nothing. A crown of thorns. But he's probably like, Daddy's back. Caviezel putting it back on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys remember to call me Jesus for the next four months. <laughs> Woo! Hands are hurting. I'm back, baby. It's one of those method guys. Yeah, right? yeah, for oh. sure. Uh, well, coming off of that hilarity, the killing fields. Oh, oh there you go. Okay, there's a theme here. In a country shattered by war, a New York Times reporter and his interpreter would learn the price of survival, of freedom, and friendship. This is a big story, a major story. You understand that? We have got to get down there. The Killing Fields. U.S. bombs, you sure? I think many, many died. I don't know. That's a rumor. Now, I'm not going to comment on a rumor. When you're a kid, that's just... Yeah, that just is... blows like, your right. mind. Just some some guy going through fields of just corpses. You know, it's just completely insane. And knowing that your country played a part in all that stuff, like... It's pretty, uh, pretty devastating. Yeah. When you don't, well, yeah, because you'd have no. You're like, wait, what? What's there was garbage on? from the party. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. We trashed the place. I thought we. Oh God. Yeah, I mean that. It's a fun. It's a fun. Yeah, movie. there's no noble futility in that one. No, no I'm sorry. Did I bring it down? No, no that's good. That's good. That's a good, that's good film. Get some Mel drops in here. Do I smell my hands? <laughs> What if, what if it was just like, just like piss? Mel peed in his hands and he was like, I know the guy smell urine today. Yeah, the Sam Watterson uh, story? Um, I don't know. Yeah, the killer, well, you did kind of bring things down, Dave. It's, well, I don't know what you say. I'm going to bring it up. It's, uh, You're going to hate my next film. one. It's a great film. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's a great film. Yeah. And if you like, you know, death and stuff, like you liked in Braveheart, if you like, like just bodies. Oh, you turn it on me, are you? Rolling around. Turn it on me. Do you like bodies rolling around? I don't hate like, bodies rolling desperate, around. How about do you like that? a desperate I don't uh, hate it. fight for survival? I don't hate it. How about that? Come attack me for my movies? The Killing Fields? You probably still call it Kampuchea, don't you? <laughs> well, I thought it was Kombucha. <laughs> what have I been drinking? <laughs> I could have said it was between that and Platoon. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good war one. Because that's one where you, as a kid, you're like, wait. Oh, should we wait again? Speaking of waiting, they're coming. 
This is like recording the podcast in my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> that one day there's a guy just dragging a chain link fence and Dave was like, what's going on? I was like, I don't, I don't know what the man's oh, doing. Oh, we should have brought a cat though. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, uh, platoon, platoon is... Well, my, I well, it's think, fiction, but I mean, obviously any, based on... Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any family members in Vietnam? Yeah, no, I know. I know people over there and it's it's certainly accurate, but it, it goes to that thing. No, I, I think it's a terrific film, but it does go to that thing. It's, it's easy to see that that movie would inspire people to go off and sign up. Right. That's why... Yeah. <laughs> that's, which, it, sure. which it did. Yeah, that's I mean, why like, I left it off my list because at the end of the day, injured. war films are still all glorifying They can't war. help it. They can't it not do that because yeah. there were a few... That um, you know, there's the Great Escape. I loved Toro 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 when I was a kid. Like, um, there's a bunch of great war Full movies, but then, but then at the end of the day, they're all like they can't inspire people to go kill another country. Yeah. yeah. But even, I mean, there's parts, but even Full Metal Jacket, I mean, Arlie Army, everyone loves yeah, Arlie no. Army in that. And they all want to be, yeah. Yeah. You know, right. when it's like, it does, that. you do, I think, I would say that I walked away from that movie probably feel, yeah, feeling less inspired about war. But yeah. I but I mean, Kubrick, Kubrick's got, because I think Kubrick's gotten close. I think Paths of Glory, I think it's pretty hard to walk out of Paths of Glory and go, hey, yeah, yeah. let's go, you know. And yeah. Dr. Strangelove. Dr. Strangelove leaves you is, very, yeah. like, that, There's no like, glorification uh, of any no. of that. Yes. I don't feel good. Hamburger Hill was not a great one, I think, for uh, for inspiring people, probably. Yeah. But they're few and far between. Yeah. But Platoon is definitely one of those ones where you're like, what a group of guys. A yeah. team. Yeah. I yeah. need brothers. And you got you know? a guy yeah. doing the right thing and he gets yeah, killed. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it's all. Well, that, that Barringer, though. <clears throat> yeah. Meow. <laughs> Am I right, guys? <laughs> Come on, Don. <laughs> uh, you're going to hate my next one. Because I, I mean, okay, I'm viewing this as. Um, the Vince Lombardi story. Uh, it's called Sniper. Vince, first of all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but I'm thinking of like, okay, um, this is recent history, uh-huh. but I think this will be, some, I think when I found out about this, I was pretty shocked about the story. And since then, I think it's kind of changed the culture about Facebook, but I would say the social Oh, wait, is this network. the one about, oh, I thought you were saying this one about Charlie Sheen in the elevator at 9-11. No. Because that was recent. What was that? I had some 9-11 movie with Charlie Sheen in an Recently? elevator. Yeah, it just came out. It's Charlie Sheen in an and Whoopi ele- Goldberg. Oh, he's in an elevator in the building? He's in an elevator in the building, and Whoopi Goldberg is the... Goldberg? She's somehow the Are elevator. Are you thinking of the M. Night Shyamalan Demon movie? I'm 100% no, 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 no. dreamt this. <laughs> no, no, there's a trailer. Uh, here, I'll prove it. What? Yeah, there's a Charlie Sheen movie. <laughs> it came out... We like, need Warlock blood. In the last, in the last six months. And um, I never even heard of this. Yeah, you would think you would hear and about it. It's so it. weird because I I get uh, Whoopi Goldberg alerts, and I get Charlie. I get Charlie mail. <laughs> it's directed. Uh, sorry, it's it's called Nine Eleven. Look, it's called Nine Eleven. How'd they so, land on that, Josh? And a group of five people find themselves trapped in an elevator in the World Trade Center's North Tower on Nine Eleven. They work together, never giving up hope to try to escape before the unthinkable happens. Okay, first of all, and Whoopi fuck Goldberg's you. a woman in some sort of operation center where she's on the phone going. I'll tell you what, trapped though. in there. How about this? Those though? people were burned alive by molten fuel. Well, but Charlie Sheen has survived AIDS and a couple of fiascos. True. So True. I don't lots think 9/11 could take him down necessarily. Lots of the warlock of blood. Yeah. Um, I feel I should watch that film before making fun of it. So. Yeah, well, I don't know. I feel like we're already, I think we can already kind of feel like. But as far as like an acting job, if you're Whoopi Goldberg, how great of a role is that to book? Where it's like, and you're in a call center. So yeah. like, Let me talk two, two, three days. 
Two, three days. Mix it, mix the shots up a little. Yeah. You guys, uh, I'm gonna get you out of there. Let's do another one. You guys, I'm gonna get you out of there. And last one, and then we'll call it a day. You guys, I'm gonna get you out of there. All right, is that lunch? Woo! Well, thanks for shooting in my apartment, guys. That is big of you. I just. I, I'm now. I feel sorry for the actors, even if it's Charlie Sheen, of just five people having to act in an elevator. Oh, Imagine being with God. Charlie Sheen in an I'm elevator just, oh. trapped movie for fucking two months. Horrible. The what? smell. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was not two months. Uh, whatever it is, you still are just like <laughs> sitting in there. So what are you doing tonight? Oh God. What? It's like he's like a cigarette shouting at me. And <laughs> hey, what's up later? Want to get steaks? Uh. uh Charlie bit my arm. Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, no. So, when, so, you, when you said it a historical event, you were not familiar with. I thought immediately. Well, I, I mean the inner work. But you mean Facebook? You were not Facebook, aware of Facebook yeah. until you. Saw well, no, I wasn't media. aware of how big of a prick Mark Zuckerberg was. I, he, oh, okay. He, he'd hit my prick dar. Like right. I was like pretty sure he's a prick. Sure. But after that, and I just love David Fincher and would have to put him on any list because I think he's the greatest. Uh, but yeah, that was a movie where I was, I also think that's a movie that, yeah, that, that has sort of shifted the way people view Facebook and Zuckerberg. Um, and I would count myself. This is what, probably quadruple his wealth since the movie came out. Yes. But I mean, but like, think of how quickly we're rejecting his run for president. Like he's not liked. Yeah. No, he's the richest man in the world. Yes. Right. He's but, gonna run, but he doesn't. Yes, but he won't. Give I mean, I'm rejecting him. Are you? Are we rejecting him? I think a lot of people will reject him. Hey, we Don, have a gonna, president for the next for Mark twenty years. Don's not gonna vote. For no, Mark Don's out. I don't think people will vote for him. No, because okay. no, he's he's honestly he's just too big of a douche. Yeah, not and again, I, and we I'm, we don't we don't elect rich. Never, we've no. never elected a rich douche in this no. country. We've elected our last one. I think it's safe to say that. <laughs> We've elected our last one. Uh, uh, <laughs> welcome to Ple- President Bloomberg. I need to do something substantial in order to get the attention of the clubs. Why? Because they're exclusive and fun, and they lead to a better life. People want to go on the internet and check out their friends, so why not build a website that offers that friends, pictures, profiles? I'm talking about taking the entire social experience of college and putting it online. The site got 2,200 hits within two hours. I like that. I like that movie. I did too. I think, and I think he's just the greatest. I think that dude is uh, Fincher. Yeah, he's a very fine director. Oh boy, that's loaded. (laughs) I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm agreeing. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Okay. Uh, have you watched the uh, the, uh, the Mine Hunter? Yeah, it's great. 
His no. his his his, uh, his Netflix Holy show. Holy shit! No, all right, I'll watch that. Yeah, I mean, but that, about that's again serial that's, killers. That's a great historical one. You know, the they're, Gone they're really... Girl wasn't great. That was not a great. I one. didn't see that one. Yeah. I, 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 uh, my my philosophy on this show is I I work in this business, so we <laughs> yeah, try to stick careful. to older films. Yeah, and, all right, uh, um, or yeah. you know the occasional Charlie Sheen nine eleven epic. We can we can <laughs> you. Charlie wants to meet with you, and you show up, and he's just got drops in his hands. Smell this. Uh, no. You have Smell AIDS. This. You have AIDS. It's blood, and it's coming from you. Smell this. What is that? It's a combo of meth and AIDS. What? <laughs> it's a combo of combos and AIDS. Snort it. What is it? It's my blood dried and cut up. Snort it. Charlie. <laughs> he just takes off a fake leg. You ever seen Platoon? Uh, remember that? You ever think you'd be hanging out with Rick Wild Thing, Vaughn? <laughs> what is this? Signed baseball from me. You didn't play. I thought I did once. What? <laughs> so, Dave, you got another killing fields for us? Oh, uh, yeah. Murder Island. Yeah, Let me read another one where we just list, right? at me. <laughs> Serpico. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah right, there. Yeah, well, yeah. there's a there's a theme here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I think, it, yeah, for me, I mean, that's what the podcast is. But it's like the establishment, the idea that cops are all good, and then you see this as a kid. You see, you're like, wait, what's happening? Like, the cops want cops. this other cop to die. <clears throat> um, it's you see. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, but a long time ago. I mean, it was one of those movies I watched as a kid, and it would play a lot. That's the other thing is is. Back when we were, oh yeah, it was young. like a Sunday at the movies. Yeah, it was a yeah. movie that was, was on, on TV all the time, sure. and I would watch it every time and just be like, "How the fuck did this happen?" Like, it's a good looking beard too. Yeah, yeah. Harry Al Pacino. Yeah, and the cool thing is, I got is, no notes. I mean, the great <laughs> thing is, is that it changed, changed police work, and now it's all good. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. Yeah, like I said, we've elected our last president. <laughs> No, but the interesting thing is, films like that, um, beyond the story of Frank Serpico, but the, the movie itself had an impact on the culture that his yeah. case couldn't. Um, yeah, that's right. Like, he, what happened to him was, you know, essentially nothing, but unless, like, art came along and went, no, this is a thing that we need to look at, and then society looks at it, right? It, it can, it can it do used that. to. I mean, you can say what you yeah. will about it. I know it's riddled with inaccuracies, but Oliver Stone's JFK had a huge impact on getting some of those files declassified. Yeah. Um, but boys are riddled with inaccuracies. Well, well, not a lot of people knew that it went front and to the right. <laughs> In reality, but he went with back and to the left or something. But yeah, they don't have to be... I mean, that's 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 the weird thing about these movies is they can be totally historically off, but but the broader point can right. be made, you know? And, but that is, that's the sort of what I was saying before about the bio. It, it is like if you have to jam all this information and attitude and... Climate into a two-hour, three-hour window. You gotta fudge some details. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're gonna have to. You gotta, make some or tough or calls. you do, or you do what? Um, uh, you know, um, I mean, other people have done it, but uh, our friends Scott and Larry do so beautifully. Is you take moments from the character's life and and tell a story about a brief period of time that then for instance JFK takes that one moment in JFK's life because that is a biopic about JFK. Those are normally the most he's dead during the entire film. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what? Oh Dave hasn't watched the end. Dave's paused at minute forty five. It gets weirder. (laughs) Jackie's gone, right? I thought JFK pulled through. What's going on? Huh? 
Okay. Um, are they all? Is your last one? Is your uh, next one going to be depressing too? Don't tell me what it is. Just tell me if it's. I think they're all a little depressing. Yeah. Because I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying Gareth. Yeah, you're gonna. Mine are <laughs> now that mine, I'm looking at them. Braveheart's not, the only one that takes place out of like our time. Mine are not fun. No, I mean, but that's you know, those are the things I but like. You're not a fun guy. No, so, you heard Gareth, the dollop. Your, uh, I mean, it's Mikhail's Navy starred Kelsey Grammer. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why that's, that's essentially one. that's essentially a documentary. Well, World War II did happen. <laughs> exactly. What? Yeah. And there was a curmudgeon in charge. Shocker. <laughs> Get your popcorn. Uh, Ed Wood. Ed Wood. Ed is Wood. Hey, there you go. Speaking yeah. of Scott Lark. Uh, Ed Wood is not only a great movie about movie making, but it is so funny. And yeah. um, the Bella Lug- like the Bella Lugosi stuff is so goddamn funny. I was rewatching some of it this week and it is <laughs> it's so great. It's so funny cuz I I usually really 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 don't like movies about Hollywood. Yeah, well that or... one is such a great like and I think part of the reason why it's so it it is like an underdog story, but it doesn't really tell you that it's an underdog story. Yeah. You're just kind of watching the madness of a man and make missteps, but nobody's you know, I mean, there's some grumbling, but for the most part, you're just like, you're from the perspective of this insane man. Well, and, and wrapped in that great friendship, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's... And weird, weird, weird friendship. Don, and, Don, and, have I mean, we, have we done a single episode of the show where Ed Wood hasn't come on? So weird, too, because it's, nobody... Uh, it, it, it's so... so unpo- I mean, it, it was so Well, it's, it's a show, primarily we do sort of, you know, filmmakers and other people who are, you know, comedians, writers, right. musicians, what have you, who love film. So it's it's, you know... Got nothing yeah. to do with popularity. We're pretty much, we should call this the Ed Wood Podcast. We haven't had Larry <laughs> on yet. Larry's going to come on the show. But I feel like there's almost no point because we'll just sit here and talk about Ed Wood for an hour. It's such a great movie. But, um, uh, yeah, as you know. It, why, it, did, why do filmmakers it did not it do so much? Well. No, no, it didn't obviously. do well at all. Horrible. So, but, what I'm th- but I think what we're, what's going to happen is we're going to simply have every single person who saw it on the show and then we're going to. Yeah, right. He'll done. finally, yeah. But, uh, but why do filmmakers like it so much? Oh, because it's it speaks to them. It speaks. Yeah. I think artists like. I think anybody who sort of aspires that, to yeah. anything. Kind it's of also he got it made. And, like he got money to make stuff. Like which is yeah, he had something to work hard to get it. But. Yeah, but still, he was like it is this. In reality, this man did win. Like he just yeah, he made movies. Yeah, he made he made, he made movies, and they're yeah. an expression of who and, he was and, and what then he I wanted went, to say. And then I, after you watch that movie, you go and watch like Plan Nine from Outer Space or whatever, and you are like. Holy shit. It's like American movie. When you see the movie Coven or Coven. Coven. Uh, Coven. Which, by the way, turns out Coven is an acceptable pronunciation. Oh, man. That guy that... Is that that, true? Yeah. I looked at that years later. It's it's actually pronounced Coven. Coven. If you think about it, like the Milwaukee Repertory Actor of the Year. It's actually pronounced Coven. Oh, that guy. I love that guy. But that, that, like, you watch that movie and you're like, whew, not good. Coven yeah. is not good. Yeah. You know it would be fun. It'd be better than these guys. We should get Mark uh, Mark Borchard on hey, the show. Hey, bro. I'm Have you seen Milwaukee. American Movie? Do you know American Movie? Uh, oh, my God. Donnie. Donnie, baby. Don. You cannot believe what you're watching. Don, I, and I know I'm not overstepping. Josh would like to have you over this week to watch it with him at his place. It is It is one of the greatest documentaries ever made. It yep. is one of the best movies about making movies ever made. Yep. Oh, I'm is. sorry, that's going to take some shit. Yeah, it's... it's Kick uh, fucking ass a MasterCard. These are lines you'll be quoting soon, Don. Yes. 
Yeah, and I'm upset. from Milwaukee. I was upset because I had no one to drink vodka with. Yeah. And then I met Mark, and I had someone I can drink vodka <laughs> with. <laughs> right now, I'll try not to let Mark know that I won 50 bucks on a scratch off. Because <laughs> he'll make me spend it on beer, and I don't want to. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cathartic. Yeah. <laughs> and then he screams. Yes. You're like, okay, oh. so he's seen some shit. Uh, uh, I'd say. Yeah, I, I, wow. We should just stop and go watch it right now. Oh, the best. Um, yeah, but Ed Wood. Yes. Ed Wood. Yes. Yep, Ed Wood is fantastic. Um, but yeah, why? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it speaks to anybody who aspires to create art, and it speaks to the fear that, um, right, well, you yeah. guys certainly have. I don't. That, um, <laughs> uh, that you're really not as good as you think you are. Yeah. And there's something yeah. about his conviction that he's, that he's got that it. good, yeah. yeah. That that is lovely. That that you want to see, kind of. Uh, I don't know. I've I've always said. I don't know how said. I've always said the the only difference between John Lennon and MC Hammer is that John Lennon was right. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, it, but but God bless the people who are wrong too. You know, because yeah. they're out there creating no, stuff. No, that... those people are amazing. Those deluded people who just think they're doing something great. I mean, it's amazing sort of quality to have. I, I everything I make, I'm like, well, this is shit. I guess we're gonna do this. Like you know, it, yeah, it's also actually I mean, it's probably the other the other difference between John Lennon and, and MC Hammer. I bet John Lennon had more doubts. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't sure. think I don't think MC Hammer I mean, had look a at doubt. The way ever. they handled yeah. finances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's safe to say Hammer thought it was yeah. uh, going to be fine? If you can yeah. put on those pants in public, you have no doubts about anything at all. Ever. Still, but you have to admire that. But he's still shockingly relevant. Lennon, sorry. No, no. No, <laughs> Hammer is. MC Hammer is like still in commercials and like people, like he still is. No, it's fine. very strange. At the end of the day, he was a very good person. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. I mean, that's the weird thing about him all is that yeah. really guys, no, guys like that you would think would be awful, but he gave away his fortune no, bankrupt to other of, people. Yeah, he just because he was like, helped everybody in, in his world and ended up with nothing. He literally gave away his fortune. So, um, I, everything, take that, John everything you say is depressing today. <laughs> so, uh, Ed Wood. Huh? Oh no, I have to talk to. Oh, I have to ask Dave his next. Yeah, get ready. Uh, hang on. Sure, okay, Schindler's List now. Close. It's, it's um, okay. Get. I want to see if Josh can. Oh, uh, they shoot horses, don't they? Let me. I see. haven't seen Schindler's List. Okay. You haven't? No. Oh, okay. I. You'd like it. It's depressing. I just don't. His movies. What's your? What's your? What's your next? <laughs> I'm sorry. Norma Ray. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. She's been a mother since she was 18. She's been on her own since she was 20. Norma Ray is a survivor, and for the first time in her life, she's got a chance to become something more. Good morning, Wachowski Textile Workers Union of America. A winner. I don't know, sorry. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, you never seen it. Is that good? Who's in it? Yeah, in it. Know what it's about? Yes. Why don't you explain the plot? Norma Ray is a, a film about uh, pie. I mean, well, I, I don't think that's fair. You, you, you start, and okay. I'll jump in whenever. She's in the South. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, where pies southern, are popular. It's about yeah. a union organizer in the South. You know, someone who's you know living that fucking life that is just a horror for a company and trying to organize, and it's a total nightmare. It's a it's. I think it was uplifting. I mean, yeah, no, it was. It was, and um, uh, it was a huge hit. 
got her. It was a huge hit. Got her Who's in it? Based on a true story, uh, Sally Field. Okay. That was when she did the. You like have you me, seen you the like killing me. Sally Fields? What? Huh? <laughs> but it. It was another one of those things where I'm I'm a kid from the suburbs. I have no idea what that fucking world is like, and you are in that world, and it's very real. The shit that they go through trying to trying to unionize right. and what they have to fight that, that actually yeah. made me start reading about unions and the crazy like in Colombia, people just getting murdered all the time by coke. Oh, the coke company, you're just like, oh wow, this is a fucking really fucked up thing, and then you start to read American history, you're like, oh, so union guys <laughs> used to just get massacred. Oh, that's weird. It is, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a very inspiring. I think it's a very inspiring movie. And yeah, no, it's terrific. I guess if I, if I were going to go with, uh, I mean, it's just well, you know, uh, true true stories from history about the union movement. I died as 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 good as Norma is. You got to go meet one. I haven't seen it. Meet one. Mm-mm. I showed it to you. You did. <laughs> oh boy. Uh oh. John Sayles film about the uh, the coal miners and the. All right, then. I don't think I saw that. Uh, you need to, yes, okay. All right, American movie, May 1. Yeah, I don't think I saw that. Yeah, do it. Wow. But yeah, Norma Ray. I'm against, are they against coal miners in the movie? Because I'm against coal miners. Yeah, well, they're, it's they're a movie four, about clean coal. it's four union busters. It's a, it's oh, I'm a, pro union busters. It's an anti union. I hate union. I want unions to It is amazing, though, and you'll, you know this so much more than me, but the amount the amount of time it took to get unions only to watch them get stripped away immediately. It's pretty like cool. It, like it's just like a nice peak where people had the height of appreciation for what it meant, only to like as time went away, people slowly be like, Yeah, I think they are bad, like these guys are saying. I wonder what it would be like to try to make that movie today. What, Norma Ray? Yeah. I think you could. I you think, think you, you think you'd be able to well, with the system that we have in place. Yeah, I think it has to be an independent film. But considering yeah. how how many of the people required to make it are actually still in functioning unions, it's uh, yeah, that's true. Know. That is you one know. of the that is true. We are one of <laughs> Hollywood does hold on to their union shit. But yes. you think a place like Netflix doesn't play that movie, right? Like who? Uh, where does that movie go? I bet they would. You think they would? Yeah. They're totally. You know, they don't care. They don't care. They you don't, don't care. think that yeah. they have a. What, what are they, yeah. But that, that's yeah. the whole thing about giant corporations. You can make movies about how evil giant corporations they're are. They're like adorable. They make money like, there. Yeah. Like, we shall survive. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Idris Elba, he's, he's worth something. Yeah, we'll run that. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. I think so. All right. Gareth. Ready? Yeah, what's your stupid movie? Is this your last one? Right. This is it. Oh, okay. Wait, why don't we do? Because yours is not going to be as depressing as Dave. Let's oh, mine's going to be fun. Yeah, let's let's. But let's mine go is probably going to be one that you've heard right. or talked about. about. That, that's fine. I just like Dave. Dave's bumming me out, so let's give him the next one because I want I want to go out feeling. Well, this good. one's a huge bummer because you. Do, here's <laughs> okay. the thing: you don't you want to end with them wanting more. You don't want to end with them going, "Oh God." Yeah, right. But that this is, is true. The podcast. I read dark stories and then the podcast. Funny. Uh, this idiot over here likes to hug penguins. Uh, he t. <laughs> Gets all excited about stuff. Right. Right? You find me someone who doesn't want to hug a penguin when they have the opportunity, and I'll show you. Have you seen person. Encounters at the Edge of the World? No. Oh, it's got the greatest penguin scene ever. The what? Herzog film. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. a great okay. Herzog film. But I've heard. Uh, um, but the, the the penguin. That's amazing. Scene is incredible. They make love. I know to you it. got what? No, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? They make love to it. No. Yeah. Herzog does not. Slowly, painfully, the march. You ever seen that video with the seal raping the penguin? Oh, buddy, come on. What are you bum us out with the movie, not <laughs> Animal <laughs> Kingdom rape. Seals are a bummer out there. Jesus. Um, the man who would be king. That's not a Yes it is. I did it and fucking told him about it. It's based on a fucking human being. There is no place on earth too forbidding. There is no adventure too dangerous to dare. There is no dream of wealth and glory too impossible for the man who would be king. 
Connery and Kane. Rogue and renegade. Reckless and fearless soldiers of fortune on the richest adventure of their life. Across a thousand miles of danger, come with Sean Connery and Michael Caine as they try to capture a whole country, a scheme for rascals to become royalty in the long-lost land of Alexander the Great. Rudyard Kipling's The Man Who Would Be King. They share the treasure. They share the danger. They share the adventure. Sean Connery, Michael Caine, and Christopher Plummer in John Huston's The Man Who Would Be King. Really? He's from Philadelphia. Oh. How is that a downer? It's one of the greatest movies ever made. Well, because he comes back ahead. But that's, yeah, but he has it coming. He Spoiler. does have it coming. I don't know. I figured you'd be bummed out because everything Oh, my God. Started. That's one of the greatest movies ever made. It oh, is. Boy. That's, uh, uh, now I'm going to ruin the podcast. Thing. I would say it's my favorite film of all time. <laughs> It's it's definitely my top ten. And it's based yeah. on a Kipling story that is based on a real person. I, I did not know that that was a real person. Yeah, we did. Right. We did it in Philadelphia. We did that uh, dub live. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I live in L.A. though, unfortunately. So. No, a guy, a move? guy basically went off. Uh, he's from Philadelphia, and he went off into that land that white uh, guys from the Western world do not go, and so he was a total sort of aberration. The British hadn't Wait, gone in there yet. Out? Uh, it was when the British were uh, fighting in India, so early 1800s. Okay. Um, and Kipling made him British? Was that the... I don't know if Kipling... Kipling I don't know if Fiction. Kipling did make him British. He might have. Um, uh, but Kipling based it on this guy. Huh. Uh, and he ended up being... He's a prince. He ended up becoming a prince in... I don't know if it's Afghanistan or, you know... Uzbekistan or one of those countries, Purchase but but that area, like he went to war and he fought and he he sort of freed enslaved people and right. it was this crazy story, and it's just this guy running around out there trying to get rich. Do you know how many decades John Huston spent trying to make that movie? Oh, oh really? I mean, Is it's it crazy? Yeah, he wanted to do it originally. This will give you a sense. Originally, his cast was um, Bogart and Clark Gable. And for whatever reason, he couldn't get it going. I have no idea how that doesn't happen. <laughs> With Bogart and Gable? Yeah. And then years but later... what are the names? Years later, he he went to... Um, God, now I think there was somebody else in the mid- middle of that. And then uh, in the 60s, he wanted Redford and Newman. And the story is... And if you think you cannot love Redford Paul Newman, Newman any more than oh, you boy. do, and who doesn't? No. Newman reads the script and goes, this is great. But you're out of your mind if you don't do it with Connery and Kane. Uh, oh, that's interesting. And that is the best. You, those two guys no, have never absolute... been better in anything. No, it it is wow. also a, a weird thing. It's a perfect film, but I was shown that film in high school as a freshman. Not in a class. They, they had the whole school go into an auditorium to watch that movie. Wow. Just for fun. Which is something that doesn't happen today, but it right. was clearly yeah, no, it was yes. clearly someone We're like arming well, let's, teachers. Yeah, but it's clearly some like someone in charge of school was like, "Well, this makes a great point about capitalism and imperialism." I'm sure that's and, not why they showed it. I bet it was from where I'm from. Yeah, I bet it was. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, super yeah. liberal. Super. Still now, I mean, yeah. you're one Facebook post away from like the school shut down because they showed it. <laughs> you jo- know, Josiah Harlan. That's oh, the guy's okay. name. Um. But that's who it's based on, yeah. 
I didn't I didn't, didn't realize work. it until after I did the dollop, and then I was like, well, this is way too familiar. And then I looked it up, and that Kipling was... did base it on it. Yeah. By the way, before Gareth goes, I want to I want to give a shout out to if you're. Um, uh, I, I can't imagine, but if you are new to the dollop and you're looking for an episode to jump in and you're listening to this show, it means you like movies. Um, I think, tell me if I'm blanking on something, but my favorite, favorite, favorite movie-related episode of the dollop, and uh, I should have thought of this beforehand because now I can't remember the name, but it's a very early one, and it's about the dead guy who, after he died, appeared in more movies mm. than, um, well, than Mc- I've been in. Uh, McCur- Mc- Ed- Edwin... McCurdy? McCurdy. McCurdy. Is that right? Yeah, it's McCurdy. This is literally, this is a guy whose entire IMDb page features him dead. Yeah. Like literally his body appears in, I believe, three movies and an episode of The Six Million Dollar Man. (laughs) Yeah, it's The Six Million Dollar Man. It is. I mean, I have actor friends who would kill for his resume. Oh, it's great. (laughs) They don't realize that all he had to do. He's he's offer only. He won't come in for stuff. He's offer only. (laughs) Elmer. Elmer, Elmer McCurdy. McCurdy. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And it's uh, episode like number five or six or something. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty early, early on. on. Um, it's a pretty crazy story. It's, it's, it's an amazing story. I like mean, the body just things just keep happening with the body. Just over No, and over it's and like over. it makes you like, you know, wish that you could have the groundedness of Weekend at Bernie's. And my favorite thing after I listened to it is I realized because I had just gotten an entire set of God help me, somebody giving it to me, uh, the, all the six million dollar mans, and oh. that and that fleshed out. I now have every single film and TV appearance of Elmer McCurdy in my, <laughs> in my movie library. You got to put it. You got to edit it together. You need a plaque or something. I think, well, no, I think this. there should be a box. Yeah, oh. no, a yeah, box set. Yeah. No, you need the McCurdy pack. And you could have like you know you have the different pictures. You have one where he's still recognizable. Oh, look at that. He was a good looking guy. Where he's just a skull. Oh look, now he's made. Now he's made of leather jackets. <laughs> And they cut his eyes a little open, and now he's fully made of leather coats for sure. Yeah, he ended up in like a. And the reason he got on those movies is he ended up in like some sort of sideshow or something. Yes, yeah, sideshow yeah, so in traveled. in in Long Beach or something, mm-hmm. and it was like meet some, the turkey jerky man. Yeah, and so he was just in this place that was like full of crazy stuff. It just happened <laughs> to be a body. Hey, look, uh, it's a body. It's episode sixty nine. There you go. I think uh, what a bunch of grown-ups for not jumping on that one. <laughs> Talk about low-hanging fruit because it's a sexual position. A what? Okay, boom. <laughs> I just had a revelation the other day. What? By the way, so I, I have at least five scripts. I went back and I looked, and this is hilarious. And I'm not making this up. I have at least five screenplays in which there is a sex scene that happens happens to occur on page 69. Wow. And I will tell you this: I'm not making this up either. The staircase scene in History of Violence actually no. happens on page 68. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you cut a page. That's probably so I think, true. Did you? If you put it, you could start with the title page, and then it's you, you could do that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what Project that means name. or why that is. I mean, yeah. It's just about time. Maybe it's just. It's, I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. You well, 60, mu- you, there must be something going on in that head of yours around then. You're like getting a little randy. Gareth, what's your last movie? Please good, take good. us take us out on a win here, buddy. Good fellas. Super depressing. Good fellas is not. That's oh, based on yeah, history. Yeah, all right, all right. It is. That's it's real. Based on right, story. History. Yeah, right. Biography. Yeah. Oh, you calmed yourself down right away yeah, on that yeah. one. Never ride on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Hi, Mom. What do you think? You look like a gangster. 
By the time I grew up, there was 30 billion a year in cargo moving through Idlewild Airport. Believe me, we tried to steal every bit of it. What do you do? I'm in construction. He's not Jewish. Mazel tov. For most of the guys, killings got to be accepted. Hey, Henry. Here's an arm. Very funny, guys. Here's a leg. Here's a wing. <laughs> what do you like, the leg or the wing? It's you. to live any other way was nuts. <laughs> and we were treated like movie stars with muscle. We had it all just for the asking. It's gonna be a good summer. <laughs> it was a glorious time. See, Dave, Dave just named one of your top ten, so it's tough for me. But that, I mean, as far as a... Well, I'm jealous. The man who will be king. Oh, yeah. 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 I, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, as far it's as, my like, top ten Scorsese films. Yeah, interesting. Well put. <laughs> Um, <laughs> really? You don't? You know the big, big Goodfellas? Uh, no, I like it a lot. It's um, it is a little. I like saying it's the number one is weird, but it is like you know because everybody loves that movie, and I think over time, you know, maybe there's a little pushback for how much people love that movie. But I still that is like as far as like experiencing uh, anxiety for the first time. I feel like when I was watching Henry Hill at the end of that movie, coked yeah. out of his tits. I'd never like. I was like, wow, I don't want to ever feel like this that uh, scene is unbelievable oh yeah that is you the can whole go back run to... there yeah. of yep. the you do feel coked up as yeah, far as like yeah. his anxiety level what's Driving going on he's looking got to, for the helicopter got to make the sauce too he's making the fucking sauce yeah. Yeah. like yep. yeah you're yeah it's really you're amped up yeah the helicopter it's still following me his eyes yeah. are bugged out um but yeah i don't know that movie like that that is one of those movies that uh I could watch anytime. I mean, those are sort of those is, those history movies are great because it it encapsulates encapsulates cap, an enti- and a time. Use your words, Dave. And a people that you just don't really know. I mean, you kind of know, but you don't know. And I yeah. just think he, it feels like he nailed it. I don't know. Did oh, he? Those but, guys, yeah, no, but it I feels know like guys. he really nailed them. Yeah, and I, 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 those guys in Philly. That's, yeah, and yeah. those kind of history movies are super cool because he's got this little slice of fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah, and they like he does a good. I think that movie in particular, like it's it's really funny. Like there's a lot of funny yeah. stuff. Like yeah. you like the bad guys. Like that is one of those things that is uh, difficult to do. Like to like the murderer, to root for the you know like, movies where the cops become the enemy were not like a huge thing for a while, and like seeing. Rooting for criminals is uh, well. It's yeah. No, Joe Pesci is fucking terrifying in that film. Yeah, and yet so likable. You race off to see him in My Cousin Vinny, where he's like the same guy, only not a crazy sociopathic murderer. Yeah, Um, and yeah, I mean, like from the like from that first that first shower, it's just like. Uh, whatever his name is, Johnny Two Times. I'm gonna go get the papers. Get the papers. Get you're like, ah, yeah, I'm into this. <laughs> <laughs> I like the vibe. Yeah, yeah. So no, I love it. I'm, I'm not. Do, do not take anything I said. Yeah. I, I think it's great. I'm. Uh, What's uh, your favorite Scorsese film? Uh, I, 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 I it, it's, it's a constant battle. It's, it's. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say Taxi Driver first today, but ask me tomorrow. It'll be King of Comedy. Yeah. Oh, that movie is so. That movie. That's a movie that not enough people have seen. No. Slowly but surely, people are starting to come around. Yeah. I mean, didn't get hyped enough. No, nothing. It was weird, and people thought it was a comedy, and it's not. Although it's got a lot of laughs. But it. Yeah. And they go see it. It's like it's not funny, but Ed Woody in the sense that you are along for the psycho's journey. Like, well, you're with him. You're rooting for this crazy person. I think it's something that we probably all have in common.
common. Nothing is funnier to me than discomfort. Yeah. yeah. Other, right. pe- other people's. Right. Yeah. My own is no. not even remotely interesting. And, um, but there's so much discomfort uh, there. Just the scene of uh, Robert De Niro going to Jerry's house. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole confrontation there yeah. is so freaking yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. And and the stand up in the basement, the, yeah. the, the, the meeting he's showing up for, like, just. Yeah, but watching someone show up for a meeting, you know they don't have. Oh. <laughs> like that's pretty great. You're like, oh, but he doesn't have an appointment. How will he get in? Exactly. No, but that that film is so good, and I can I can watch it once a week and and always enjoy it. I got I got asked more than once um, by people who were uh, not pleased. I wrote a I wrote a little thing called "I will not read your fucking script" many years ago. Yes. A that, famous um, thing. That, uh, yeah, no, it went viral. And every now and then someone would confront me and go, came oh, up, yeah, I uh, bet you used to come up to people and get them. And I was like, no, man, I would like, I would never come up to strangers. And no, never. Like, how did you know not to do that? And I said, well, for starters, I saw King of Comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, if you see King of Comedy, you will never do any of that stuff. It's uh, just. He got on late night. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> I, um. Uh, that movie is just everything you need to know about yeah. how not to behave. Yeah. That's right. Pretty much in any situation, but certainly in showbiz. And it's like it was like a different gear of De Niro that they delayed until like He's meet so the parents. Good. It was like this yeah. dude can be hilarious. He's, well, and then there's the big question. Okay, we got two comedians here, and we're completely off topic now. But we've heard your ten movies, and they're great. Thank you for coming in. Of course. Um, I always the thing that I always take away at the end of that film is that he's okay. He's not great. When he finally comes out and oh, does yeah. his monologue, it's not very good, but yeah. it's not psychopathic. He's not like psychotically terrible. No. He's like, I, I mean, I don't know how, you I guys wonder how intentional that is. It's got to be. Maybe. Yeah. There's I mean, no way they did not have access to comedians. And, oh, yeah. Know, I, mean, it's, it's, I guess, yeah. I don't know. I, to me, I guess what you, like it, that it almost doesn't matter because you see the A side of the basement performance so that it's scra- like maybe it's not even trying to hit you with humor at that moment you're so gratified i mean to hear <laughs> the si- well whatever it is but you are like you have seen you've seen the version of it that's sad and then you're now watching the finished version and i think because it is the exact same thing he was getting yelled at in his basement for doing that he's doing at the end of the movie you're just I'm in. It, it probably isn't funny, but I remember it being funny because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but because I, I wonder how much that movie was hurt by calling it the king of comedy. Just how, expectations, sure. you know? Well, no, yeah. and, and starring Jerry Lewis. Yeah. yeah. You know, which, so you had the, the added, it was probably at the peak of America's sort of cynical loathing of Jerry. Yeah. Which is terrible. Because um, he, he was a genius. And he, then you have the expectations of people who actually would go to a Jerry Lewis movie called King of Comedy. And getting that, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, oh my god, yeah, that, Sandra Bernhardt. Yeah, you don't want that crossover. Tape. There's not a lot of people who are like, I'll give it a chance. I mean, it's one of those things. Yeah, no, you're right. It's one of those things. Where, like, who did they make this film for uh, at a certain point? Yeah, yeah. Um, I love movies like the that. There's, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Josie and the Pussycats is another one. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, and we'll get out on this. The Josie and the Pussycats movie is so funny and so is smart. It really? And so dark and twisted and everything you want out of a movie like that. But the thing is, 
the people who would go to a Josie and the Pussycats movie, they don't want that. Yeah. And the people who want that would never in a million years go, go to a Josie and the yeah. Pussycats wow. movie. I still don't know how I stumbled across it. Yeah. It's it's brilliant. It's the first How many movies long. do you watch a week, Josh? Oh, my God. Uh, not too many. No? Uh, three or four at this okay. point. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as it was. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> my friend Daniel Waters, who was a guest a couple weeks ago, is still doing uh, somewhere in the vicinity of 300 to 350 new releases a year. He goes to everything. And that doesn't count old films that he sees as well. Oh, he right. just goes to everything. Yeah. And he likes a lot of them, which is what the real troubling thing well, is. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. That's why he goes. Your bar your bar gets lower and lower. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. If you see everything. Yeah. Yeah. Dave's <laughs> problem is you, you tell him, oh, that movie's terrible. He goes, oh, you didn't sit through the remake, the Madonna remake of Swept Away. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but that... Well, you didn't watch Baby Boss. <laughs> uh, why actually, did I, you? It was out. And I, I went to Swept Away with him. So. Oh, that's, uh, supposed, that's supposed to be really good on a second viewing. <laughs> so throw that on the list for next week. No one knows. <laughs> and it's and it's no one would ever know. That. No, yeah, that's true. I can't prove. Nobody can't be proven or disproven because <laughs> nobody will give it a shot. It's also Boss. It's Boss Baby. Um, uh, no, no, I'm talking about Baby Boss. Oh, baby it's boss. a different one. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I got nothing. It's about, <laughs> it's about a bus that's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, let me just tell this real quick. My mom is from England, and she was in town, and there was a, a you know an ad all over a bus for Grubhub, like where the whole bus is the ad. And she's like, "What's Grubhub?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's like this food delivery service." And she goes, "And all the people on there were eating it." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> my God!" I was like, "Your five second version of what Grubhub is, <laughs> the Jetson version that you just..." Uh, I was like, I don't even want to tell you what it is anymore because I want you to think it's a bus where people eat food they've ordered. That's amazing. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm still working on Bus Baby where it's this baby bus <laughs> yeah. that wants to be a bus and everyone around it is going, no, you got to turn into an Uber. And he doesn't want to do that. He oh, wants yeah. to, he's old school. He's old fashioned. He wants, yeah. to, be a bu- he yeah. wants to go out to be a bus. Yeah, because yeah. his dad, his grandpa bus yeah. was sort of telling him how it used to be. Yeah. And right. he, that wisdom he imparted. Well, grandpa was a double decker. That's absolutely right. That's when right. they used to matter. Yeah. Even in the rain. I just got an email from Pixar. They are out. <laughs> so that's tough to hear because they were kind of our target, I think. Uh, uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Um, thank you. For uh, our giant fan base out there, I hope you'll take um, a moment in between listening to episodes of the Trailers from Hell podcast and uh, give give the dollop a shot. They could use the support. Thank you, Josh. Uh, they're good kids. You can, Thanks, you Josh. can take and, uh, find good, movie ideas all over good, there. Good, 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 luck, good luck with that podcast there. Thank you, Josh. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, hopefully we can achieve what you have. Yes. No, thank you for having us, though. <laughs> Come on. Our show was recorded in Hollywood, California, at the crossroads of the world. We are the official podcast of TrailersFromHell.com, the best damn movie website there is. Our engineer is Don Barrett, who also wrote, produced, and created our theme song. This is Josh Olson for the Movies That Made Me. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. 
If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.